I guess we'll go ahead and start recording. Y'all ready? Yes. All right. All right, welcome back. This is our last Edgar Wright movie in this series of movies. The uh, oh god, what is it, what's it called? The Cornetto trilogy. Correct? Three flavors. Cor- Cornetto. That's, okay, good. Um, cool, got it right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, if you want to hear us talk about Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg in detail, go back two episodes and listen to our uh, Shaun of the Dead. I uh, can't speak, y'all. Our Shaun of the Dead episode. Um, this time though we have a we have a couple new faces here this was like a mini die another day reunion here with pierce brosnan and roseman pike uh showing up again around the same time too actually um no it must have been much later yeah it's much later uh like 10 years later actually i'm an idiot um let's have our pierce brosnan conversation jared give me like 30 seconds on your thoughts on Pierce in this movie, and then tell me what your favorite favorite Pierce Brosnan roles are. I just thought Pierce Brosnan was perfect Pierce Brosnan in this movie because he's just so cool, and he was the older teacher in this movie, and he just came off of like, is this man ever not cool or not have fun? Gotta be around. Like, is he yeah. like? Does he have any flaw of like not being cool or something? And like for Americans, we always go to like Harrison Ford as that guy. For us, it's just like oh no, Harrison Ford's always cool. So like, for I guess like Brits, they were just like oh no, that's Pierce Brosnan for us. Wow, I wonder if that is that their Harrison Ford. Yeah, Pierce that's Brosnan. what I'm saying. It should be just a less grumpy Harrison Ford. Yeah, no, because if you think about it, you're just like you think about like everything they do, and like huh. No, that guy's like fucking a badass, and whatever he does, he's just he's exuding cool. He's so, a boss, dude. Yeah. What's your favorite role of his that is not James Bond? Ah, oh, that's a tough one, man. Oh, well, how about this? On. What's your favorite movie of his that's not James Bond? Favorite? I don't know, because I, I actually like I actually like Mamma Mia. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Mamma Mia. I'm not even. It. I'm not even gonna lie. I really did like. <laughs> oh, let me bring up his filmography just to make sure I get everything. Uh, Jordan, what did you think about him in this movie? Uh, I feel like it was a good idea to pick him because he didn't have that much in the movie. But like you said, they needed to have like a cool like hey person to like you could see that they had immediate rapport with. And that would have to explain some of the stuff with the plot and everything. So that's where I think it was a good idea to pick up Pierce Brosnan, someone who's well-known, well-liked, and people would be like, oh, cool. And so, like, even to go with you on that one, like, I did not, like, obviously it was exposition, but then with just Pierce Brosnan explaining it, it just didn't feel like it. So mm-hmm. this is a way that it- we can always circumvent that. Anytime that you got to do, like, an information dump or exposition dump, just have Pierce Brosnan explain it. It, it is ex and jump, but, but it's not like, oh, it's unneeded because it's stuff that the people, the the actors or the, uh, the characters wouldn't know. It's stuff that they wouldn't know and they couldn't figure out why. So it's like needed exposition. And it was oh, good yeah. to do that. So I do have a couple favorites by him. Obviously, Mrs. Doubtfire. This, yes. Okay. Mrs., yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is definitely in there. Love that movie. Um, and I obviously said Mamma Mia already. So those are like 
two of my favorites by him. Uh, outside of like, I mean, but like my favorite role from him is just like Goldeneye. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's hard. So like, good. I like every, I like a lot of stuff that he does. Um, he was also in Eurovision Song Contest that just came out on Netflix last year during quarantine. That was actually not a bad movie. Uh, um, only, I think I, I'm only going to say, bit. only for quarantine purposes, it's, it wasn't a bad movie because I want to say it came out like in like May or June in in the quarantine timeline. So <laughs> it, it all blends I mean, together at this point. Uh yeah, it's um quarantine happened and then oh god, it's already twenty twenty one. Yort have you seen um man, I just had it up, but it is um the Thomas Crown affair? Mm-hmm. I've seen that one. Uh, it was a pretty good one. It it's sort of like they they wanted to make a movie. It's like, how do we make a movie where we don't own the rights to Golden Eye or to James Bond series, but we want to st- still have like a heist sort of like adventure movie? And I think everything. it's an art heist movie. I think, and it's yeah, it's an art heist. It's really and clever it, and a, really sleek and really yeah. cool. I like that movie a lot. And also, he did. Um, the November Man, which I talked about, but oh my god, what else? There was, god dang, I just had it in my mind. I can't think of it. And Mars a... Attacks. Nah, not yeah, not yeah. that one. That's oh no, come on! Uh, Do not slander Mars Attacks. I have, I have, I tried it when I was like twelve, and I was like, not for me. Oh, okay. Um, after the sunset, it, he plays a jewel thief who is retired because he just had a big heist, and he kind of gets pulled back in one last time. It's a I saw it so long ago. I don't know if it holds up, but when I saw it, I really enjoyed it. So those are my two. I the only way I'm going to watch Mars Attacks is if someone assigns it on this on this podcast. Well, mm. maybe year twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I I remember when I was I was really young when it came out, and I just I guess I didn't get it. I need to go back into it though. Um, okay, Roseman Pike in this movie. Uh, actually, I haven't seen her in a lot. I know she's in Gone Girl, which I thought she was excellent in. But this was the first time I saw her, and I was like, I actually like her character. She was kind of cold and really kind of boring in Die Another Day. And in this movie, I liked her a lot. She's very charming. I don't really know what else to say about her. Yorton, anything you have to say about Roseman Pike? I've... Just fine. Uh, to be honest, nothing in this movie really stood out to me. So, like, she did all right. Just, yeah, I have nothing much to say. Like, like I didn't see anything like too negative to say about her or anything. But I don't have anything really positive and like, oh wow, that was impressive or anything like that. Yeah, I'm not saying she went out of way, but it's the first time I've seen her in a role where I was like, oh, I, I could hang out with this character. <laughs> um, Jared, Yorton just said something that I disagree with completely. He said nothing stood out to him in this movie. Something stood out to me. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. It was really cool watching them kind of flip roles. And Simon Pegg... Wait, 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 wait. Say that again? You said nothing in this movie stuck out to you? That's what Yorton said. Yorton, are you serious? Yeah. Do Do we watch the same damn movie? He's a lot Seriously? of I, I, yeah, for me, I just nothing like I didn't get any sense of wow or like cool or anything or neat in no, this movie. What, what, 
literally what Ray just mentioned. You that that entire like character dynamic. We just watched for two movies where these guys played like I mean, sort of similar roles, but then in this movie it can, gets completely flipped on its head. You didn't love that dynamic where now we were following the main character of the loser that we talked about Nick Frost in both movies probably more than Simon Pegg. I I've seen um, Simon Pegg though like be a loser before, so that didn't really stood stand out to me. And I I just yeah, it just he wasn't that interesting of a character. Um, He's the fucking king, baby. Well, let me, yeah, let me get I my thoughts off on Simon Pegg real quick. I thought he was having so much fun in this role. And I've never seen him actually like become a different character almost. You know, he's always like Simon Pegg in these movies. But here he was like, I was actually like, he's a pretty, he's actually a damn good actor. Like, he's really good. And I had the same thought for uh, Nick Frost. I was like, oh, he's not just a bumbling idiot. Like, he can actually act in him. And he, I don't know. I just, He's very endearing in this movie where you just kind of like, this is the only time where I don't root for Simon Pegg. I don't know. No, so I mean, like, the, those two guys, like, that's why, like, I like this movie. Um, Obviously, I don't like it more than the other two, but I like this movie because it actually shows that, like, all of these actors, they have range and they're very good. And, like, I, like you said, Ray, I felt like Simon Pegg enjoyed this role more than the other two because he just let it go in this movie he just like played up gary king to the nth degree and it was so fun watching it and then seeing nick frost as that endearing for uh, the endearing friend um and then like when he first started uh then when he first started drinking and took all those shots back to back <laughs> five in a row like it was yeah it was just so fun to watch him just being like oh hell yeah here goes nick frost <laughs> and so no it just i don't know man it just felt like nick frost took the gloves off when he started taking those shots and he just like, I'm in, I'm in for a ride. You know, the, I, I like this movie a lot too, but I do have one change and we'll get to it later on, but I think it's going to blow your mind because it changes the entire movie. But, um, we'll get to that later. Um, okay. So let's go to the Oscar notes. There are none. It wasn't nominated for anything and probably rightfully so. I don't think it deserves to be nominated. Um, but it was a fun popcorn movie. Um, I will say this visually looks better than the previous two films. Like maybe it was the production budget cause it was increased, but like the, the cinematography, like the, the photography of the film looked cleaner and crisper. It looked more produced. Um, uh, if that makes any sense. Did you notice that at all, Jared? Uh, all right. Yeah. I felt I, like it, it didn't look as it, raw. It did. But then my only that's the only reason that that's my biggest drawback with this movie. I don't feel like Edgar Wright really got to be Edgar Wright with this movie. And it's not like that. This is obviously the movie that he made and he wanted to make. Um, Cause I'll talk about that later in my trivia. Um, but it just didn't feel like, I felt like he was just trying to get across what he wanted to convey instead of just being Edgar Wright and making the movies like he did with the first two movies. I think he just wanted to get his message across in this movie um, and not necessarily put his stamp on it as this is an Edgar Wright film. Hmm. You think like, so maybe we he don't... was trying something new? 
Well, yeah, I mean, because the music isn't as prevalent in this one. It doesn't, like, drive the scenes. There are not that many quick cutaways uh, like he always does or, like, quick transitions. Um, there's a couple, um, obviously, with the pouring of the beers in the water. That's Edgar Rice stamp with the, uh, mm-hmm. the very loud and quick transitions. Um, so that was in there, but it's just, like, it didn't necessarily feel like an Edgar Wright movie, especially after we watched these three movies consecutively, uh, all essentially within a week. Um, this one feels the least like the other two. Jordan, you had some thoughts. Yeah, because that, that's sort of where the the how I feel. Uh, this just did not have the feel and the love I feel like Edgar Wright normally puts on his movies. And it just, for me... It, it felt like more like someone was trying to do an Edgar Wright movie, but didn't have, hmm. didn't know how to accomplish it. And yeah, the only times I felt like it was an Edgar Wright movie, like reminded me, like, oh yeah, that's his movie, was when they were pouring the beers in the water, and it's like, oh, that's right, this is an Edgar Wright movie. If I would have watched all three of these movies, I would have like in a row, and I didn't know who was directing it. I'm like. Okay, those two movies were obviously this. Was this one just someone that they picked up that they needed to be like, "Hey, we need we we lost Edgar Wright. Can we get somebody else on?" <laughs> hey, Edgar Wright signed on for this trilogy, but then he had something happen where he couldn't do the third movie. Yeah. But we're on the budget and timeline, so we need it now. Can uh, you do it, random guy? I feel honestly, like- Ant Man feels more like an Edgar Wright movie because there's still those parts in Ant Man where you could see like, oh. I I could still feel a little bit of that than this movie where it was I don't know I just can't explain it where I understand what it, you're saying but I feel like you've taken it you guys have taken it too far this clearly felt like an Edgar Wright movie just not to the degree of the other two in my mind um, well I mean not to the degree of any of his other movies that's what we're saying yeah like, but like you act like well, it, it, one of the Jordan things about the Edgar like Wright someone movies, else directed it I was like yeah, no it still felt like Edgar Wright to me well, both of the other movies, like every character had a very sense of own personality and response and every especially Hot Fuzz. Especially Hot Fuzz. Every character had its own agency in every here. And I, I just didn't feel like that with the the cast most of the time here. I will say they, I kind of agree with you there. But I will say this was probably my favorite cast of the three movies for some reason. Um, not that, not saying they, this is the third movie. Um, if I was like ranking the movies, this is third, but it has parts of it that I like more than the other ones. Like I really, and I, earlier I said something about the photography of the movie being, it looked like it was just a step up. I actually like the raw look of the other two movies over this one, but it, it was a prettier movie to look at for sure. Um, and the, I, the cast oh, in this movie was, I really liked them. I don't know. What's up, yeah, Jordan? I was gonna, I was gonna agree with you. Is like, I do like the cast of this movie better because I really love um, Martin Freeman. So we got a lot of Martin Freeman. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I know. I just love Martin Freeman. And then Bill Nye, we got his voice in this movie. We didn't mm-hmm. necessarily get him as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I thought David Bradley, who played Mad Basil, was actually really funny. Um, in this movie, and obviously, see, see the one in love with the sister. No, 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 no. That's Stephen Prince. Uh, so Patty Cons- Considine? Considine? I don't know. I'm sorry, Patty. 
I think I thought you did a fantastic job in yes. this movie. Uh, uh, but no, and then obviously I love the Reverend. I thought the Reverend was funny uh, in this movie. Um, you know, I just thought a lot of people in this movie were really good. And then uh, on top of it all, on top like the fucking whipped cream on top uh, is Pierce Bronson. <laughs> so yeah, he no, came in I, and he I, just like swung for the fences. Like he was like. All right, you have one day with me. I want to. I'm just going to destroy everybody. Like, yeah, no, there. I like. It's just like every everything was good, and then you were just like, oh no, I have this. I have this. You know, Giardelli fudge just to put on top of the Sunday. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I also felt like Jared. I think you probably agree with me more than Yorton on this one. It was fun seeing Simon Pegg be the screw up this time, and giving Nick Frost a chance to play the straight man for once you know oh yeah and i mean like i love that dynamic i love the switch especially after the last two movies that we watched like i said we've watched these three movies in essentially like you know eight to nine days so it was just really good to see that um i so think not i was fine i didn't feel that dynamic because i can think of two things where like i i see them i've already seen them like that because simon Pegg with uh run fat boy run and then I saw it. Nick Frost with Hyperdrive, where he's the only person who's like mildly comp like compliment, while everyone else is a complete screw up in the in that series. Oh man, and that's See, sort of where a lot this. of the comedy goes. Yeah, and I, that's why I'm saying maybe that part is reason why I didn't get that and thought that was interesting seeing them swap because I've seen them yeah. swap essentially. So, Yorton, on the last uh, Shaun of the Dead, uh, can't speak. Oh my God! On the Shaun of the Dead episode, I talked about how Nick Frost. We had we had a whole category, and is he the worst friend ever in a movie? Well, now Simon Pegg has entered the chat. <laughs> I think Simon Pegg's a worse friend than Nick Frost and Shaun of the Dead. Well, he never left anyone to like where they could have died. That's wow. true. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Frost did leave him to die. <laughs> they left it. He left him in the car. Just looked at him like, "Oh, you want something?" Well, I mean, technically, he did flee the scene after he a very bad s- car wreck. Off he screen, flee the screen. scene. But like, his whole thing was like, continue on, and I, I don't know. He didn't. I didn't feel like him fleeing off in this movie screwed his friends like. Nick Frost and the uh, Shaun of the Dead just looking at the car door like, I maybe should open that? I don't know. <laughs> I, okay, so let me change my stance because I can't argue against that. I would much <laughs> rather hang out with Nick Frost's character in Shaun of the Dead than than uh, Simon Pegg in this movie. Like, I just don't have the energy for this guy. I just don't. I'm too old for this shit. I mean, honestly... That's I'll, sort I'll... of the theme of the movie, though. That's a very well... Yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I could I could do this whole Gary King thing. Actually, I want to do it once. Yeah, do the Golden too. Mile with him. But then I never want to see him for the rest of my life Like outside yep. of that moment. Yep. I was like, okay, okay, let me sign up. I'll do this. Uh, pay whatever money. Have the Gary King experience. And then after that, I was like, if I look at you Within the next 100 years, it is far too soon. <laughs> hey, this, this is a contract we're signing. I will do this if you leave me the hell alone for the rest of my yes. life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm with you there. Um, do you guys have any notes before we move on to the categories? Uh, hold on one second. 
Sorry. Sorry, listeners. I'm dealing with one screen tonight. I'm a poor. Was it just me or did like all three of the first bars, because they were talking about how they were like refurbishing the bars and cleaning them up. Did all three of the first three bars look exactly alike? Yeah, they were. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that in my trivia. Okay. They did. And uh, I like that theme too. It, 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 it missed me until the end when the, the guy early on when he saw the bars like yeah they're like they're being starbucks like they're all become generic mm-hmm. you know whatever and then it, the guy the same guy at the end was like they're trying to starbuck the world you know and I, 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 or whatever <laughs> yeah. i was like that's really clever actually it all came together then <laughs> all right because i remember the second and third time i saw it i was like that looks exactly alike <laughs> No, I did want to talk about the character Gary a little bit more, especially like him towards in the third act of the movie. Um, when he came, when the network offered him internal youth, eternal youth, um, as his younger self, obviously, uh, and the greatest night of his life, but he talked about the entire movie, and he was just like, no, I don't want it. I'm fine the way that I am. And then also, as they were like getting ready to lower down, into there, and he, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were fighting over the last beer. Uh, and Simon Pegg was just like, This is all I have. You have so much more. Like, this means the world to me. Like, I need this. Mm-hmm. And then it was just so great because we actually got to see a character the entire movie, the entire first few acts. He was just all about, like, number one. But then um, in the third act, you actually get to see why he's all about number one because he's like, this is all I have to cling to. I I realized everyone's passed me up and I this is it. This is me. This this last 12th beer is all I have left in my life. And so, no, it was just really good to see like the character grow through because obviously he's playing the the fuck up. <laughs> the, yeah, the fuck up, the dynamic character. Um, I don't know if he grew. I just think it became, it just became, it, they revealed to us why he is like this. And it was always kind of clear, but to f- hear him as the character come to terms with it and say it out loud was a pretty well, good Well, I mean, uh, that's is, exactly that, that, character growth, though. Yeah, that is. Jared on that one. Right there, that's but, character growth there. So, but I'm just saying, like, but he kept doing like, the same they, shit. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, after like that was the moment where after that he was just like, I'm not. But then obviously at the end of the movie he turned into a crusader. Um, uh, and he but, wasn't like, drinking yeah. anymore. So uh, he more. Fair point. Fair point. But no, the point is the point that I was trying to make was that with Nick Frost's character in the first movie, we never got that character growth. We only got one redeeming moment that doesn't count as character growth. But in this movie, we actually got the fuck-up character growth that was needed, should have happened with Nick Frost in the first movie. Good point. Fair enough. Yorton, any notes? Jared, any more notes? No, that was my um, that was my biggest note. I just wanted I, to talk about it. What was funny, I knew the, like, the basic, uh, like, the idea of the movie about the aliens coming and everything. And I think I went through, like, right before they came, I'm like, I thought there were supposed to be aliens here. If I, if I remember the, this was a different movie or something. That's funny because I knew nothing about this movie. I avoided the trailers before I watched it. I avoided the description and the bio or whatever yeah. of Voodoo, wherever I rented it. 
And when that alien restroom scene happened, I said, what is happening? <laughs> oh, okay. See, I, I've known that it's about an alien, uh, like, basically trying to uh, take over f- for quite a while. I just hadn't sat down and watched the movie. And I knew, like, the basic premise of the movie. Well, so that might have no something idea. to the effect of how that... Because I could see that it would be really cool if you didn't know anything and just ran into that. So I will say this, and this is kind of going into let's fix this movie. At the moment, I was really enjoying the movie. I was like, cool, this is going to be, it it looked like a movie about a guy who hasn't come to grips with the fact that he's older and he can't relive his youth and everyone else has kind of moved on. But it's got these fun group of characters. Like, I'm enjoying this. I like this kind of movie. And then it changes in an instant in that restroom. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. This is not what I expected. And I was like, this is fun, even more fun. But then I realized, like, they don't know where they're going with this. They don't know how to end this. Like, they kind of dug themselves into a hole here. And I was like, this is getting less and less fun. I kind of wanted the movie that I thought it was in the first 30 minutes. And I, I wish that was the movie now. That's my one change is, like, get rid of the aliens and just have it be about the the 12 bars and have the story unfold that way. I know it changes the entire movie, but that's a movie I want to see now because that's what I thought it was. I don't know. Jared, would you want to see that movie or no? Uh, I like this movie for what it is. <laughs> I want to. Um, that's a completely different movie. Yeah, um, but I'm not saying I like. like change, I mean, I'm not, look. You don't want to see it at all. That's like a. Yeah. I'm not no, saying bro. officially you know, change my... this movie, but is that a movie you would want to see if it if they made one? No. Uh, you guys suck. Hey, I mean, yeah. if it's if it's Edgar Wright directed with the same characters, same yes. actors, yes. What's oh, go name? ahead, Jordan. Okay, because this is what I want to know if this is anything on your notes. Because at the very beginning, it looked like he was in an AA meeting. Yeah. And what yes. I was wondering if each of the bars was like, because it's, it, 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 I find it interesting that there was twelve different bars to go to, and AA is well known for their twelve steps hmm. of cleaning up. So I don't so, know if uh, you saw that in any of your notes there. Uh, no, in part of my trivia, they tried to make the bars like different tarot cards. Okay. So you have the different bar signs. So they tried to go with a deeper meaning. Um, but then uh, Simon Pegg uh, was just like, never mind. I don't want to do that much work. <laughs> so <laughs> because he said, I'm going to do it. Uh, and Edgar was like, okay. And then Simon Pegg was just like, no. So if you do notice, one of the bars picture, the king's head, is actually a picture of Simon Pegg uh, wearing a crown. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so egg. no, like they, they, they thought about, they like Simon Pegg wanted to do it, but he was like, no, because he wanted to make it like 12 different tarot cards that have like all different meanings. But then obviously it gets too convoluted because you're trying to tell one story while yeah. trying to have too many Easter eggs. Okay, but I was just curious because I, I, I saw that and it was just bugging me a little bit. It was like that that has to be some sort of reference if you have an Wait AA a meeting in the the beginning. You know what this means, uh, Ray. We gotta have our own music for Galaxy Brain Jared moments. Oh no. Do I have to come up with the song? So Galaxy Brain Jared coming up. So in the very beginning of the movie, he's at AA meeting. Mm-hmm. It's very known for 12-step programs, 12 bars in the Golden Mile. What if when he finishes it, 
You're going the same route I'm thinking. I know, I know, I know. I was just doing it because I was. That's something that I would think about, but you beat me to it. Keep going. <laughs> Finish your thought. Go, go, go. And go. so, at the end of the twelve step program, you're supposed to realize and accept your sobriety and start a better, better life. So, at the end of the movie, he accepted himself and started a better life by drinking water and fighting against the alien menace. Bam. Galaxy brain. He wasn't fighting against the in- enemy minutes at the end. He was joining up with them. Just be like, oh, hey, yeah. these people are these people are lost here with us. You know, like, hey, we're all good good here. Uh, yeah, that works. So yeah. good but, enough. Galaxy brain on that. All right. Um... I was sort of I was almost thinking like he was going to wake up in like a fever dream, though, of him just running into his alcoholism and everything. I I was wondering if they were going to go that route with the ending. I have no idea. I mean, I, there was a point where I was like, this movie doesn't know how to end itself. You know, I was like it. And then when it happened, I was like, OK, yeah, that's a good ending, I guess. But then it the- kept it kept ending. And that, yeah. you know, like the epilogue, I, was, I wasn't really into the epilogue too much. I was like, can't life just go back to normal? Like, did you have to blow up, like, the whole world? Um, there's just some choices I, I disagreed with, but I don't want to take anything away from the movie. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, but like you guys said, it's, it's definitely the bottom of the three. But that's a pretty high bar. Um, okay, y'all ready for the categories? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to add some here because I don't know if I have enough here. Um, let's go to best scene. We have the opening monologue, which it's they're all young and it shows them all living the life at the bars, you know, all the trouble to get into, the good monologue. And it ends with him at the AA scene. You're like, oh, okay, that's perfect where this character wound up. Um, the restroom fight where out of nowhere the head pops off the the uh, I guess alien and blue blood start shooting and he has to explain what's going on to his friends and they're so mad because his mom's still alive he's like no but who cares like look at this guy he's like freaking out I thought that was crazy well, mate, I mean good thing you didn't call him robots mate yeah <laughs> that's discriminatory that man <laughs> um, the giant bar fight at the end or near the end I guess um. That was really good because that's when Nick Frost is a little tipsy by then and he's just going to town. Um, and then the ending inside the alien hideout. Those are my four where everything kind of comes to a head and he's faced with the decision to be younger again or succumb to their plan, whatever. And it, actually, I like the fact that he's like, you don't want to deal with us. We're nothing but trouble. Like, how's it going elsewhere? And he's like, well, it hasn't been going well in other parts of the world. It's like, yeah, because we're fucking terrible. Like, we're going to do, you can't tell us what to do. <laughs> and it reminded me so much of QAnon and all this shit going on. Um, you can't tell me to wear a mask. Anyway, I just lost half the audience there. Um, anything you want to add, Jared? Um, I do want to mention... <laughs> um, I mean, it's nowhere near the best scene, but I just really enjoyed the scene when they're pulled over by the cop at the very beginning, and he's giving him uh, Peter Page's like information as he's yeah. in the back seat, and everybody in the car is freaking out. Gary oh. King is just like, "It's okay, it's fine, it's fine," and then Worst it was friend. just so, it was just such a funny moment watching everyone just like 
the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? He's just like laughing and having a good time saying, it'll be okay. And then at the end, it is okay. It's just a funny scene to watch, but it's nowhere near the best scene in the movie. But there's a bunch of funny scenes like that. Like when he stops to take a piss and it's been like 30 minutes later, it must be a long piss. And they look and he's playing like a racing arcade game. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like stuff like that. There's so many scenes like that. So, no, uh, yeah, Jordan, do you have any other couple funny scenes that you want to mention? I, I really like the scene that uh, when they go into the club and it's like everyone dresses like students and stuff. And so it's sort of this oh, weird, yeah. bizarre, like, cult club. And it's just like, what's going on? And they sort of split off. And you're getting both the, the story of what's up with the... Uh, these machines and everything and then you're seeing it happen at the same time and i, I was like just i just thought that was just a fun just yeah. like with the music going and everything well shot that was probably my one of my favorite scenes right there yeah no i mean it had a lot of good like good like fun scenes i'll be honest um but like when i we have to agree on like best scene i went i'm gonna definitely gonna go with the final scene the final one I mean, not the final one, but uh, your last one that you said with the uh, when they're in the uh, spaceship. Oh, the alien hideout thing. Okay. Yeah, alien hideout. All right, I added club scene because that was a what Jordan said. I, I added that that was a good scene. I felt like that should be on there. Jordan, what's your pick? I am going to go with the bathroom fight just because it was such a bizarre fight that I was because mm-hmm. it's not. The way they were fighting and everything was not normal at all. It was just like, oh shit, how do we fight type of actually barroom brawl, I feel like. I am I change it. I'm going with you on that one. I'm going that <laughs> He's one right, too, but... But I'm gonna pick the moment before the giant fight as my favorite part of that fight is when it's just Simon Pegg and then the the reveal happens and you're like, Wait, what the fuck is going on? As the audience member, if you for the first time you're watching this, you're like, Wait, what what's going on in this movie? Like what is this about? Like that was, that was a shocking moment for me. I'm just gonna say, like I was totally unprepared for that, and so that's why it's it's on my list. Yeah, All right, for me, it, it was the group fight that gave me the most laughs, and I was just enjoying that whole moment there. Moving on to best line. Um, God, there's so many. Um, Simon Pegg has so many just quick jabs <laughs> that it, there's no no way I could include them on here. There's just too many. So, <laughs> there's a line, um, I guess Nick Frost says, I haven't had a drink in 16 years. And uh, uh, Gary King goes, you must be thirsty then. <laughs> Made me laugh. And then that, uh, another one, Gary King, where he says, to err is human. So, err. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That makes yeah, me laugh. Really then, good. What's his name? Um, let me find him. Let me find him. Jared, I asked you about him. Oh, Eddie Marson, who played Peter Page, he gives this actually like really great monologue about, you know, it's not that he stuck my head in the toilet, it's not that I skipped class hiding out in the restroom. He like he went on for a few seconds. It's that he didn't recognize me, and it was just a really good speech, like a really well acted speech in this ridiculous movie. I just want to throw it on there. And then the last one I have is. The whole robot conversation. What do we call them, robots? No, no, we don't call them robots, mate. We call them, what should we call them? You know, and they just have this whole conversation about, like, well, what do we call them? Blanks? Like, I don't know. Blanks. Blue bloods. Blue bloods. <laughs> and there's that one moment where he's like, 
God damn it. What did Nick Frost say? He said, nothing I've heard is better than... Than Smashy Smashy Eggman. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yes. So those are my four nominees. But, God, there could be 20 on here. So, Jared, do you want to add some? How can you tell if you're drunk if you're never sober? Yeah, I know. There's so many of those. I mean, like, it, that was, like, delivered at a meaningful part, and it was supposed to be really impactful, which it was, but it's still just funny to read without context. Yes, I read it, too. I was like, this is a good line. <laughs> it's just so funny to read without context. Um, but, no, I definitely got to go with uh, two errors to human, or two errors to human, so err. So err. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yorton, what's your pick, man? I I probably go with the whole. Uh, I I enjoyed the uh, the Reverend uh, what was it? Reverend Green and where he's sort of like wigging out trying to explain everything, but mm. not. It, I don't remember exactly how he was saying it, but I just was enjoying his lines there. I like at the end too, where he's like, "I'm not a robot." And then it's like, there's three. He's like, and he like runs off real quick. Like, don't tell nobody I'm here. Like, or something. He says something. <laughs> He's always like yeah. on the run. Um, so anything he says is your vote. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're not gonna have a winner here. We just have a three-way tie. I'm gonna go with the bullying speech because I thought it was really well delivered. Um, MVP of the movie here. We have really I only see two options here: Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. I wanted to put Nick Frost, but he's my sixth man. He he killed it this movie for me. This was a coming out party for him for me. I was like, oh, this guy, he, he really can act. So for me, the MVP is Simon Pegg. Jared, what's your pick? Uh, Simon Pegg. Lee Horton? I'll go Simon Pegg. I mean, the movie's definitely centered around his character and his development and everything so i'll give him that he had a lot more dialogue in this movie than he did the other two too like he had so much more to say like he was and he had to say it so fast too i don't know i just felt like he did a good well job. yeah especially since he was always bound he always had to make a comment after anyone say it says anything yeah that was sort of his personality uh, like even if it was completely wrong he would still make a statement just because he felt like he had to say something Six man is Nick Frost for me. Anybody you got, you guys want to put on this list? It's the only nominee I have. Revan Green. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jared, is that uh, your pick, Jordan? I'm it. What? Is that your pick? Yeah, that'll be my pick. Okay, Jared. Uh, man, dude, my my guy's Martin Freeman, but I do gotta go to Nick Frost, but man, I sure do love some Martin Freeman. <laughs> he kind of plays this the same character in a lot of movies, you know? Not hating. This is not a hate. I love Martin Freeman, but it's like he always plays like the, the straight man, you know. Yeah. No. He he does he a good really job. Does. Of that, I mean, uh, I mean, I just I just think he's really good. Ever since I saw him as like Bill Baggins, and then he popped up in the MCU. So I just think he's a good actor, and I kind of want to see him in more stuff. Yeah, I want to see him more too. My shout out is Pierce Brosnan because he just fucking nailed it. He's great. Um, anybody you want to shout out, Yorton? I was going to go with the same with you, Pierce Brosnan. Jared? Yeah, because he wasn't in it enough to give any other awards, so definitely shout out. All right, so let's fix this movie. I already told you my fix. 
get rid of the whole alien plot and make it something. It just changed the whole movie. I know it changes the whole movie, but I want to see that movie. I know I'm alone there, though. So, Yorton, is there anything you would do to change this movie or fix this movie? I, I, I think what I needed more towards the beginning was I, I didn't like our f- five guys interactions and i don't mean they don't have to be best friends or anything but it took me a while for me to enjoy the five of them working together and everything and bouncing off of each other because i don't think they need necessarily be like oh buddy buddies right off the bat but i needed some sort of feel like okay this is going to be interesting something it took took me quite a while for me to really like them and everything all right uh jared um, I want a little bit more Edgar Wright in terms of music-driven scenes. Um, obviously, you can't do too many quick transitions because you're not traveling anywhere. You're all in the same town. But I need, like, there are a lot of scenes that were action-packed that could have had a lot of music, but they didn't really go into that mm-hmm. as much, and so... That's why I say I wish they would have done. Okay. So, more Edgar Wright flair. Yes. Do you have anything in the trivia that kind of suggests he was handcuffed a little bit or something? Um, No. He just wanted to tell a story, so I'll go ahead and go into trivia. He wanted to tell a story about how this is actually not the alien invasion, but the Starbucks affication? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I kind of agree. Um, is happening in small town, you know. They, they all lose their sense of personality and everything. So, so when he was a kid, like every bar in small towns, small country towns, had like their own flair, personality. But then when he went back to his hometown when he was older... They were like, all the bars here are the same. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what kind of led him to get to start to think about that. And then he realized, wait a minute, this is not just in small towns. This is everywhere else. So it kind of led him to start writing a movie sort of about this. And this is the movie that he landed on. I kind of agree with him, though. Like, It's not just bars, though. It's like <laughs> everything, you know? Like, a Walmart comes in and ruins all the stores. I don't know. Hey, Jared, just because you've been talking about Martin Freeman uh, so much, have you seen Sherlock? Uh, The the series on BBC? Yes. No. It's good. Uh, You you should try that, because it's it's basically a lot of little mini-series on him. So it's like an hour, hour and a half per, like, little episode, and every season's like three three episodes. Yeah, it's like three episodes a season, yeah. It's okay. good. I'll have, to, I'll, have to, I'll have to put that on my list. Any more trivia? Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I lost my uh, notes. There we go. No, I mean that was, and then obviously everybody had the last name of a different person who would serve in uh, like the night ship or royal family. So obviously, last name was King, Knight, Page. Oh. Chamberlain, Prince. So I had no they idea. All... Wow, I didn't pick up on that at all. I'm an idiot. Yeah. So <laughs> no. Um. But the biggest thing was like that I really picked up on was how 
he just wanted to tell a story. As an Edgar Wright, he just wanted to tell a story about like how like he hates all of this, essentially like Starbucksification of everything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I don't like this. I, I things need their own personality. This is what I really care about." And so he essentially made a movie about it um, with aliens and beer and robots and blue blood. <laughs> so yeah, royalty. No. Yeah, no, he uh, cared so much about this cause, he made an entire film. All right, it's time for another round of the Rotten Tomatoes game. Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes, it's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right. So Jared, you took the lead again last week. Your Gorton's comeback, his win streak came to a halt, and you're winning eleven to ten. So Yorton, you get first dibs here. What did this movie get on Rotten Tomatoes? And please explain your answer. I am going to go, judging by everything else and how I, I'm going to go a seventy-six with this one. Okay. Because I, I, <laughs> I'm going to, I am going to go with that one just because I felt like, well, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I, it's I definitely know a lot of people like it and everything, and I felt like okay, this is Edgar Wright and everything, and just I just felt like that was a good spot for it to be around. You think maybe it's being compared to its pre, like the two movies before it. And that may lower the score some? No. Uh, I was thinking it would actually maybe help it a bit that it's Edgar Wright oh. and people are used to him being a bit quirky and weird and everything. Okay. Jared? I am going to go with 84 because I, while it's not the best of the three, but I think it's the best acted as a whole and so i think critics will appreciate the acting that went into this movie well it's not the best directed or like most comical or just like just better best vibe of the three i think the reviewers will dig the acting i um score aside i agree with your statement there about the acting and how critics might like it more so the audience score if this might help or hurt i don't know it's a 71. Oh, no. The critic score. Oh, what is happening? Was an 89. What? Wow. Wow, indeed. <laughs> Jared with two in a row. I, uh, I feel like the audience was kind of right on this one. I feel like I knew the the critics were going to like it more because of it being an Edgar Wright. I didn't think it was going to be that much, honestly. And that is basically a ninety, and a ninety on Rotten Tomatoes is like a must-watch movie almost. And this is Ooh. this is like yeah. a seventy for me. Like this is not a must-watch for me. This is a hey, if you like Edgar Wright, you definitely need to see all of his movies. And this one's one of the. It's a good one. He doesn't make bad ones. Watch it, you know? But it's not like, I mean, oh my god, you need to watch this movie. Like, this is... I'm definitely I'm definitely going to say uh, that 
that the acting is like really good. So I think if you just like good acting, regardless of if you're an Edgar Wright fan, I would just say watch it if you enjoy like good acting. Yeah. I still err with uh, the audience here, though. I think the audience was right. I don't think it deserved an 89. Um, it had a budget of $20 million, so it's as highest yet. Um, but it only made $46 million at the box office. I mean, it still made its money back and all that stuff, but like the last movie only had a budget of like $9 million and made like $60 skin million. Of its- what Jordan? And just by the skin of the teeth, the way that marketing and because when you see ticket sales, the movie theaters, uh, the the company doesn't get all the movie sales because the movie theaters still take portion of it because it's what the first seventy five percent for the first weekend goes back to the uh, production of the movie and everything. After that, the ticket sales uh, like. 50 or 60% of it goes to the movie theaters mm-hmm. after the first weekend. So uh, there's also and then adding in marketing and everything. Yeah. They might've, that's what I was saying. They might've just skimmed in with the uh, profits there. Roger Ebert. It's a little lean. This, this blew my mind. Y'all Roger Ebert gave this three and a half out of four stars. I told you, dude, just the acting. He said, in an era, this is a paragraph here. This is the last paragraph of the review. Give me a second here. It says, in an era in which mainstream movies not only lack rhythm, but seem to have forgotten how to dance, this one's briskness is inspiring. Its judgment is nearly un- unerring, and it has a sense of joy that's rare. Like most genre films, The World's End is working things through in an extremely broad way and having a grand time doing it. And its self-deprecating um, wit inoculates it against self-importance. The movie wears its themes on its sleeve and pins its symbols to its puffed-out rooster's chest, swaggers about with a proud grin, jabbing thumbs at itself, then walks into an open manhole. It's magnificent. He said this movie is magnificent. So, Roger Ebert knows more than me, so I'm just going to say, okay, I I don't see it, but I trust you, Roger. Um, man, but I don't want to I don't want I don't want to make it sound like we're down on this movie. Maybe Yorton is, but like me and Jared aren't down on this movie. It's just, I think it's a little bit overrated, is all. Um, or maybe not as good as the previous two for sure. Yorton, would you recommend this movie? Here's the thing: it's going. I'm going to have to know the person who I'm talking to of recommend this because I feel like a lot of people. It's just like, I. <laughs> Like, my brother. I feel like I can't recommend this movie to my brother. I, I don't think Joey at all would be interested in this movie. Really? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I don't think he'd... But, yeah. So I'm going to go no, just because I feel like you have to be very particular on who you'd want to... And I don't even know who... I feel like anyone I would recommend this movie to has is well aware of the movie or has seen the movie. So I'm going to go no, just because I feel like the people that I wouldn't recommend this movie to haven't seen it. <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Jared, would you recommend this movie? Yes, um, I would because either you like Edgar Wright or you like good acting or you just like a fun time. I mean, I like all just, three. <laughs> I mean, I like, I feel like this movie. Was- Jordan hates all those. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like this movie was fun. Um, well, I mean, I, again, we've watched these three movies in a short amount of time, so we're comparing this to the other two. Yep. While this is not the as good as the other two, it's still a good time. 
we still like I mean for Ray and I we still like had a decent time watching this movie. Um so I just like I don't like you just remove the other two from the equation and it's just like still an enjoyable movie. I, so yeah, I'm going to I'm going to recommend it because it's either fun or the acting is better than the other two so you're going to enjoy the acting more. I, I I think I'd recommend it too, but I'd also add some pretext like I mean don't rush out to get it, but like if you're bored, it's a great like Netflix movie or something, you know? It's not something I would ask you to pay for and watch. That's it. Jordan, you got some thoughts. I can see your your eyes. I was going to just because of like, because I'm thinking like, well, if you want to see Agarvan, but then I'm like, I have so many other movies I would recommend before this movie yeah. is the other thing. So that's what's making me hard to recommend it because I would highly recommend his other movies much more. I mean, we talked about it in the first episode. Like he just doesn't make bad films. Yeah, and like, like I said, he, I'm not calling makes, it a bad movie, but I just yeah. feel like. I mean, a recommendation he, is a tough spot for it. it. It's just like when he made an average movie, and we're just like, mm, this is kind of bad. But it's just like in the pretense of all movies made, it's like this is an above average movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I think if it's on Netflix or something, watch it. Have a good time. Um, let's rank these movies. We know this is probably the bottom of all our lists. So. What's your well, number? We didn't even say if you thought it was a uh, Hall of Fame or not. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, yes, oh, no, okay. we'll do it now. It's not a, it's not a Hall of Famer for me, Yorton. I, I know it's not for you, Jared. Yeah. Nope. No. Okay. Cool. Uh, sorry, I did skip that. My bad. So let's rank the movies, Yorton. What's your first? Out of like, go in order. One, two, three. I'm going to go Hot Fuzz easily. Number one, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Number two, and then uh, At World's End is number three. Jared. Um, Shaun of the Dead, Large Gap, or no, no, sorry, Hot Fuzz, Large Gap, Shaun of the Dead, Large Gap, uh, At World's End. I think I'm the same, but man, it's really close between Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Like, you could ask me tomorrow and I could flip those two. I don't know. Um, nah, man. For me, for me, the da- uh, the Shaun of the Dead, there's a little bit of the pacing that low when they get to the bar. Like to me, everything up to getting to the bar is amazing, and then there's a little bit of a low that, and then back up. But I still think it's a great movie and mm-hmm. everything. Hot Fuzz, I never felt that low, and I felt like it is this one stop just. And it's a longer movie. movie at that. It's a two hour yep. movie compared it's- to one hour forty minutes, and uh, no, and I just what I've seen man I the reason why the gap for me is so large is because it's just such a good movie uh, it, it feels almost near perfect one of those we all have a list of what we personally think are perfect films and hot fuzz is like right up there in that category uh, another movie we yeah that's high reviewed. another movie we reviewed that is in my perfect film category uh, is hereditary, <laughs> which y'all did not like again, so. based on rewatchability, not quality. Come on, are you I just kidding said me? It's not on the Still Hall mad. of Fame. Still mad about hereditary. No, so I was just saying, like, that's what I think are like. I feel like are perfect films that like have like zero flaws, and I feel like Hot Fuzz or one of those movies. Nothing against Shaun of the Dead for me, but it's just like. Hot Fuzz is just that far up there for me. 
And I will probably say it's the same way for Phil, who's not on this pod. So it's time for Yorton to tell us what movies we're going to be watching. So what I was thinking of is a movie series that I brought up way back when we were first starting this. Oh, no. Hold on. Can me and Jared guess? Do you know? Okay. Oh, no. What do you think? I don't know. Jared, do you have any thoughts? <sighs> Indiana Jones? I nope. nope. I was thinking. No, you said you didn't like Blade Runner. Actually, I don't know now. No, I'm a Blade Runner guy. Yeah, and it yeah, no, has to be Runner a strong guy. influence on the Matrix. Yeah, no, I was because that's why I was thinking of Blade Runner. But I just remember you're not a Blade Runner guy. Wait, you're saying so, the oh movies you're picking have an influence on in the Matrix? You had a very big influence on in the Matrix. It's Ghost in the Shell. So are you watching the animated and live action? Uh, I would definitely uh, do... Let me think about the third one. There's a third, uh, because wait, there wait. is a third animated movie, too. No, but... there's two and uh, there's a lot... Okay, so wait a minute. Tell us. There the... is a lot of them, but... <laughs> so we're watching uh, animated he... movies. Yeah. Okay. But we're definitely going to do the first two animated movies. And then I'm going to think about if I want to do the... Li- I think we should do live, live action. action. Just so we have something to compare it with. And it's Scarlett Johansson. Because now you saw the first one. Okay, so we'll watch the two it. animated movies right. and then the live action. Yeah. Wow, this is definitely uh, out of left field here. I had no idea this was coming here. Okay, I've never seen I've these movies. I've seen it a couple of times when we were doing The Matrix because it, it is one of the movies that I, that I saw and I was like, wow, the the future tech and like how they see the future and was is very interesting because uh, the movie is also like a detective uh, political thriller and it's just such a different reference with the bureaucracy of Japanese culture mixed with the high tech of uh, the future tech that's in uh, in it and I just thought it's a really interesting movie to see. All right. We'll see if we're making you guys' Hall of Fame, but I would like you guys to see it just out of curiosity what you think of it. I'm excited. Any last thoughts, y'all? Garrett, what's your thoughts on the pick? Um, Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, the first one is good? Okay, so you've seen the, the, seen the one and two movies? Uh wow, are you drunk? Can we put I, a, no, I just I'm just flabbergasted. What 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 do you got in mind there? Because I do know the second one's a bit of a tough one. Can we can we replace the second with a Kira? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm just I still can't I like okay, no. No, I'm, I think it'd be I'm, good. I haven't seen these. It's gonna be no, I mean the first one is actually a legitimately good movie. Yeah, <laughs> the first one's like a really good fucking movie. So and hey, Scarlett Johansson's in the live action one. So if it sucks, I mean I haven't that. seen that one either. So um, no, I yeah, the first movie is like really good, and I'm kind of interested in watching the live action version. So yeah, now let's do this. All right, all right, y'all. Until next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on Instagram at BlockbusterHOF. You can find Jared on Twitter at J underscore Gib, G-I-B. 
You can find Ray on Twitter at who is Ray, and Yorton can be found on Instagram at Yorton Martinez. That's Y O R T O N Martinez. If you can't remember, do not worry. You can find all this information in the show notes of the episode. If you want to email the show, ask a question, make a suggestion, whatever, you can find us at blockbusterhof at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch where we'll be streaming real soon. I've already started, man. I, uh, I finished up Tomb Raider, the third one, The Shadow Rise. I don't know one of them. And um, I'm doing Ghost of Tsushima right now. And I'm pretty terrible, but it's a lot of fun, man. It's a great game. So log into Twitch. Watch us whenever, like set up your notifications when we when we hop on. Start asking questions. Communicate. Um, I don't know, man. Well, we want to we talk to you guys. So thank you for listening. And make sure you watch... Ghost in the Shell before next week. <laughs>